Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! It's noon on uh, Friday, March 18th, and this is... As I always like to say, news that you can use because, well, I I named the damn show and uh, with your hosts, Zach and that rather pushy. uh, No, Zach's the pushy one. And Ray, I'm 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 the copacetic one. Hi, Pops. Here is the deal. We got a guest joining us here in just a moment. We're going to do. Yeah. Five red flags at the car dealership. But special edition in the finance office. But I think before we do, we got to. Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? Oh my God, the F and I goddess herself, Kimberly <laughs> Klein, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. I just happen to be sitting in a field out by a stop sign today. It's so good to see you guys. Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, on on bright sunny days like today, I'm going to find my own field and stop sign when we're done with this broadcast. I highly recommend it. <laughs> happy friday kimberly happy friday happy to everyone friday. here with us as well tim's in the chat sean's here justice turbo seth neil jay nagami steven javid well and melissa ah, hey, hey melissa Dwayne's <laughs> here with us as well all right happy friday guys let's jump right into it kimberly five red flags at the dealership special edition yeah finance office What's what 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 goes through your head? What are the red flags if I'm a car buyer and I end up in the finance office? What am I doing? And as I framed it with my dad on a recent TikTok, maybe we're not running, but we're swiftly walking out of that FNI manager's office. What are they? All right. So, number one, anytime a finance manager has you sign two bank contracts, don't do it. Run. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and and stop. and yeah, stop, stop, yeah, stop, stop the finance manager. Now, now, in in your experience, why would a finance manager have you sign two bank contracts, and what would be the difference between, say, contract one and contract two? Hmm. Well, there <laughs> there could be many, many answers to that, Ray. Many answers. It's never a good thing. One reason might be there are front end products and back end products. And I'm going to put this in a nutshell. Um, Sometimes the bank will only allow a certain amount of back end products. Sometimes um, that happens. And so a finance manager might have you sign one contract with no products and then have the other um, contract with those front end products packed into the purchase price so that the bank can't see them. And I know that might not make sense, but it's not a good thing. So one would be at a at at what might be conceived or perceived as the base payment that they're that the finance manager is pretty certain they can get approved. And the other would be at a somewhat higher payment because there's product in it, and this finance manager is not a hundred percent certain they're going to get the bank to say yes on it. Yes, exactly. That is one reason. Or maybe the bank conditioned the approval and said, you can only have um, $2,500 in back end products only. 
Well, wow. then that for a finance manager means that I can't sell you or I can sell you, but you'll have to pay for them in cash. I can't roll in any front end products like a theft or um, maybe a paint and interior, a key care. And so what I would do is bury them in, not me personally, not me, you guys. <laughs> not me. No, no, no. You knew of finance. I'm going under the oh, table after that one. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, not me, but I have seen this done. So what a finance manager might do is take those front-end products. The bank's saying, okay, you can only have this amount on back-end products. I'm going to sell you, Mr. Customer, three more products. They're called front-end products and put them into the purchase price of the vehicle so that the bank can't see them. Wow. Not a good thing, not compliant. You know, I saw in the community forum just the other day, uh, a dealership asked someone to sign a blank buyer's order. Is that another red flag? Sorry, I don't mean to jump ahead, but holy hell, that seems like a, that's like a, yeah, a stop and run. Right there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, don't sign, they don't ever sign a blank anything. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and when the finance manager says, no, really just, just sign this blank contract and uh, it'll all be fine. Oh yeah. Anybody, anybody, yeah. Anybody that would present you with a blank contract to sign and, and, and ask you to sign it. uh, That's a red flag that they're up to no good. Did did you ever read your employment agreement contract? (laughs) <laughs> Did I now read it? I, I, I read my job description in the hours that I'm supposed to work and that I'm supposed to work nine to five Monday through Friday. And damn it, you had me working six days a week and, and nights. So I, you know, so have you ever read it? I very well might sue you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kimberly, what's, what's red flag number two? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna go pull my my uh, contract out. <laughs> um, thanks, Ray. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. Okay, number two. If if the finance manager ever says to you, "Well, the bank requires it," no, no, put pen down, walk out. The bank does not require you to purchase any additional products. Period. End of story. Yeah, we hear sometimes it's like, well, the bank will lower the interest rate if we add on the extended warranty because it secures the vehicle. Like that's that's red flag, right? Yes. That's red flag number three, Zach. Oh Thank no! You for bringing that up. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. So, so there is a difference, though. If the bank, okay. if if the finance manager says, well, the bank requires you to have gap coverage because of the structure of this loan, there is no such thing. You are not required to purchase it. So number three would be if a finance manager says to you, you know what, Mr. Customer, I'm going to get you a lower interest rate if you take these products. That only happens in one case, and that is if it pushes you over a limit called a large loan discount limit, then yes. But trust me, the finance manager wouldn't let you know that anyway. So <laughs> that just means more money for them in rate, yes. but um, that would be legitimate. But if a finance manager says, yeah, well, you know what? I can get you 3.9 instead of 4.9. If you take these three or these two or this one product, uh-uh, no, cannot do that. Run, run. You know, uh, can I give one piece of advice to everybody, if hmm. I may? Um, Please do. The, the day that you're going in, 
to either purchase or sign the final documents for your vehicle, be sure to be wearing some form of running shoes. Because <laughs> there's a likelihood you might need them. Just just my little bit of advice. You very well may. You very well yeah. may. Now, yeah. let's all remember that there are very good finance managers out there, and there are very good dealerships out yes. there that want to stay compliant and don't want to go to jail. So remember that. Definitely. Um, definitely. Now, another one. Let's go to number four, and that would be – I hear this every day, you guys. Huh. The finance manager fails to provide you with copies of everything. Hmm. So when whenever I get questions about products, well, I think I got this product. I, I, I believe I got this product. Well, let's read your contract to that product. I don't have that. Why don't you have that? Because the finance manager didn't want you to have it, period. And And so if it's a paper deal meaning they're still running uh, documents through a large printer or a small inkjet printer. If it's a paper deal, a finance manager will take their copy, put a pile here for them and a pile here for you. Watch mm -hmm. it, people. Watch it. Watch the finance manager. put. Ev if he puts a paper down, you make sure you get that paper as well and make sure that you have all of your product contracts. There is a great comment here from Javed. Is there a minimum list of documents that we should get or expect from an F&I manager? What's going through my head, Kimberly and Pops, is this sounds like maybe a blog post that we can, oh, let's talk about it, obviously, but that sounds like a checklist we can write up. How, how powerful would that be if someone walks in with their checklist and says like, hey, I don't think you gave me this one? Well, and truth be told, any, any form that they require your signature on, you should be getting a copy of that document. There is, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also but, telling but, you, a yeah, checklist I, yeah, is so checklist powerful because no, yeah. I have no clue what those documents are. I've been doing this for two years with you guys, right? Well, like even if I still went – Exactly. So that, And most people buy it every three, five, seven years. So great idea there. Maybe something for us to, to work with. Absolutely. That is a really, really great idea. Um, and should we move on to the last one? I've got one thing on the, yes. uh, on the contracts piece. What, what what I think a lot of people don't realize, I didn't realize it back in the day when I you know bought my car with my dad, those contracts, you think, okay, I'm like buying these things from the dealership. No, you're buying them from other companies that have their own policies for how you can handle cancellations and things like that. So a lot of the, the insurance products you buy, the ancillary products, the extended warranty, the gap insurance, a lot of them have prorated refunds. And so it's important. You might have to go through the dealership, but you could also probably just go directly to the third-party company. And so if you don't even know who it is or have the contract or even know what number to call, that can be a real – you can be up, up a, 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 a creek. You can be up a creek. Yeah, you don't want to be. somebody's creek, and you don't have a paddle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In West Virginia, you would be up a creek. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, and that's a good thing you brought up too, Zach. At a manufacturer dealership, in order to cancel products, nine times out of 10, you do have to go through the dealership, which does make things even more difficult. But you want to have a copy of that contract because it's got everything that you need to make that cancellation request. So Definitely. it's so important that people get their paperwork and watch. As I said, the finance manager put down one for them and make sure they put down one for you. Yes. 
Here That's we go. Good from advice. Igor, buyer's order, odometer statement, contract, copy of power of attorney, WIO form, and copies of all back-end products he bought. There you go. Yep. A little bit of a foundation that we can uh, – and here you go from first last. We all need an F&I checklist that defines terms and viability. Great idea. It's yes. the power of this community. All right, number five on our red flags. And then let's see if pops any, – any other ones have popped into your head. I'm always curious. But first to Kimberly, number five. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, always beware – and put an immediate stop whenever a finance manager says, I tell you what, I'll throw that in and keep your payment the same. How's that? What? Sounds good. Yeah. How could That's you do that? A, Why is that a red flag? Because it's mean, not I possible. <laughs> I would love if you do that. That means that the finance manager has the products marked up so high because you don't see them or you haven't asked what the price is and you're looking at the payment. Don't focus on the payment. So if the finance manager starts, you know, wheeling and dealing and nickeling and diming you on payment, stop. Just stop right there. We're all concerned about payment. I am, you are, Ray is. We all want the lowest payment we can get. But that means that you don't know what the actual price is of each product and the finance manager is manipulating numbers around they're not throwing in anything guys there's no such thing as i'll throw that in stop right there yeah i and i and i've heard it happen yeah i'm sure and that's a sign to get the you, heck you out want of my red flag yeah i'd love one okay here's a red flag from an fni person um you want to put down money uh on the on the purchase um and it's cash, and the finance manager says, "Here, not a problem. I'll write. I'll I'll write the amount you gave us on the back of my business card." Now, you want a receipt? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happened. Oh God, yeah, happens every oh, day. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I had a, an F and I manager one time that that somebody gave us a deposit in cash to hold the vehicle and the F&I manager just wrote a receipt on the back of his business card. And the F&I manager took the cash, uh, went to lunch, <laughs> never came back. We never saw the cash. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there are, there are scam artists everywhere in every dealership, whether or not we'd like to admit it, it because we don't, as, as as much as you can do a background check, we don't know everything there is to know about every employee. As much as we'd like to, we don't. And, you know, could have been having a bad day. Maybe a big bill came in and didn't have any idea where he was going to get the money from. And, and, the, and then the customer walked in and, yeah, he was giving us a deposit and, yeah, a $3,000 cash deposit. And, well... All of a sudden, the finance manager says, "Well, I know where my money's coming from now that I need." And, oh yeah, my gosh! Wrote a receipt on the back of a business card. We had no, we we had no idea that the customer had given us any money. Wow! Wow! Huge red flag. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh! So if yeah. a finance manager says, "Yeah, let me just let me just write that on the back of a business card for you," giant red flag. Don't hand over the money. Don't hand over anything. <laughs> Go and get a general manager. Definitely. Yeah. There should always be a safe. And here's something else that I would like people to know. In the finance manager office, um, there should always be 
a shredder or a shred box. Yes. Okay. So, um, and if, if, for example, if a finance manager comes out and they change something, oh, I made a mistake on this purchase order. You want to make sure that that finance manager shreds that document right in front of you. Put it in the shred box or even just rip it to shreds and throw it somewhere. It needs to go somewhere like a shred box. But watch them do it. It's scary, guys. I mean, because not, again, not everyone is like this, but it's important that no. you know that you should be looking out for these things because you're spending tens of thousands of dollars. And yeah, there can be really, really nefarious things that happen that cost end up costing you money. You know, we talked to, I guess it was last week about protecting your credit when you do a trade-in and making sure that it gets paid off. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's yeah. just so many pieces to this puzzle that as a consumer, I don't even rec know if you recognize how exposed you are to potential like damage and you gotta, gotta be educated going into it. And, and, and if, if I may take a moment to explain what the shred box is, please, you know, we all know what an electric shredder is and, 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 you know, we have, we had one at our house and, and a lot of F&I offices have an electric shredder. Many dealerships have just gone to what they call a shred box and a company called Shredded or another company comes in and empties that box every couple of weeks. It is a like a giant trash container that's locked that we don't have a key to so that when papers, sensitive documents are put into this box, we can't go back in and retrieve them. Wow. Right. Okay. Right. So, so that if you see somebody put something in the shred box, there's no way for the dealer to go back in and get it out of there. And then somebody from the shredding company will show up literally. I mean, yes. I was here the other day at the office. Yeah. And and I said, oh, the shredded guy's here. Yeah. Because he comes in with a big ass trash can. Can't use that word, but yeah. Yeah, the big trash can. <laughs> And they unlocked, he unlocked the shredded box. How big was it? It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a giant trash can. I need one of those for the, for the fridge at home. Well, I don't know about that. You don't need one for my fridge. There's nothing in my fridge. like the true bachelor you are. I always tell people this is the realest reality TV show that you will ever see because we are so real. And listen, we don't mean to scare you. This is not a scare thing because I like to think most dealerships are on the up and up. Um, but I've heard horror stories. Yes. I've heard horror stories. So they're out there. Be aware, be educated and, and, you know, know what you're going into, know what to look for. Yeah. And, and, and the real reason for it, Zach, is, just about every one of those documents contains some form of sensitive information about you, yeah. the customer, uh, name, address, date of birth, social security number. I mean, that's all sensitive information that if there's somebody that's nefarious working in a dealership, they can just steal that information definitely, and, and destroy your life. Uh, There's been a, a lot of um, articles in automotive news about proposed legislation that will force car dealerships to handle information to the same standards as banks electronically. And it should be. And it should be. Because if you think about it, a car dealership, even the way they make money, it's a bank. 
Yeah. I mean, they make yeah, they don't make money so I mean they do nowadays, they, they, but they work on behalf of the banks. But but yeah. either doing, way, doing you know. the contracts at the dealership yep. for the bank. Okay. Um, so yes, it, it should require the same amount of care of that information as what they do at a bank. And and Kimberly knows this. I I can't tell you how many times you could walk past a salesperson's desk and you'd see oh a photocopy God. of a driver's license, or ah. you'd see, or you'd see a filled out credit application sitting on on the salesperson's desk. That those type of documents should never, ever be left unattended anywhere in the dealership, anywhere. If at, 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 at the mini dealership as the finance manager, if you ever left your office for whatever reason, even if it was to just go to the bathroom, you had to lock, lock your it. office. Yeah. Wow. There would be like a lock key. There should be a lock uh, keypad on every finance manager door. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is super interesting. It, it, it really, really is. Let's go to the chat here for just a second. We've got lots of messages coming in. We've got um, Shay Crawford. Thank you guys for talking about the shred box. Well, Matt. You know, we, we say things and, and we real, you know, we know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. You wouldn't know. I thought Kimberly, that was like a West Virginia way of saying like, you know, the trash can. Yeah. Put the shred. Well, I, I it's didn't. a specialized. Are you making fun of West Virginia? No, I am not. <laughs> I'm being very clear. I am not. I'm going fishing at the creek today. So <laughs> we had earlier. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Justin saying it's up a holler. Oh yes, Justin, up a holler. <laughs> another another uh, West Virginian in the chat. Where was it here? Where was it? Um, Matt had a nice comment that I want to find. All right, here we go. Matt said, "I wish with time and more investments, you can expand YAA beyond car buying and onto other large assets." Yeah, obviously. Me, my dad, and Kimberly won't be the face of YAA real estate, but the whole idea is like find people who actually want to make good in the world, charge something for the services that we offer, um, but then don't make money any other way. You know, so it's kind of cool concept, and we hope so as well. Yeah, we, yeah, we do hope to do that. Jake the Snake, I wish every car dealership was ran by Pops. I'm gonna throw Kimberly in there as well. She'd yeah. make a good right Thank hand you. over on the F and I they, side. Well, I, I would tell you they would be run properly. I agree. A giant <laughs> agree. donkey a trash can. We've got a question here. Um, are they able to lie about the Carfax? That's a big, big question, and I and I know I want to transition in a moment here to interest rates. We need to talk about the fact that interest rates are going up. That has a huge impact on our audience yeah. and anyone mm -hmm. who's thinking about buying a car. But let's talk a little bit about the efficacy of what shows up on a Carfax and and kind of maybe where the holes are in in that. And I guess Pops, you can you can kick us off there. Well, uh, yeah, uh, that's going to be in Ray's wheelhouse. Yeah, the 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 the, the Carfax. Uh, the information comes from Carfax. So we're reliant on Carfax and Carfax is reliant on the information that they receive um, from the various repair shops and dealerships that agree to provide them with information. Now I have seen times um, where uh, when we appraised a vehicle and we would run a Carfax when we appraise a vehicle and it's clean. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> It turned out that there had been an accident. I might not have caught it, or the other appraiser might not have caught it when they looked at the vehicle. And then <clears throat> two months later or three months later, when we're selling the vehicle and we run a fresh Carfax, it suddenly shows the 
the body work, the body yep. damage, the, the accident report. And that's just because there's a delay in the information making it from when Carfax first gets it to when they actually include it in the report. And some entities don't report everything to Carfax. Oh, well, a lot of entities not. don't, but like rental car companies are no. what I'm alluding to right yes. here. There's no reason for them to explain that there was frame damage or repair yeah, or anything. Why, why, why would they? Why, yeah, they're not they interested in, in reporting to Carfax. A lot of body shops will. A lot of repair shops will. A lot of dealerships will. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you guys, I've had an idea recently. This is the first time I'm sharing it. And there's only uh -oh. about I love it when Zach does this. <laughs> there's only about 200 people here. So please no one steal this idea. Um, I think in the future, Carfax or a Carfax like um, product should exist on the blockchain. And I know that's like crypto. That's like, yeah, that's like, this is, this is legitimate though. Because the idea behind the blockchain is that rather than one entity or organization storing the data about something, you actually have a distributed set of like it's computers, it's nodes in the network that store the data. And so what's nice about that is you've decentralized it. So instead of Carfax owning the information, the whole oh. network would own the information. And there's a really cool idea there because then you take away the like the 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 monetization aspect of it. Like everyone should just be able to digitally be able to see the history of a vehicle. And you shouldn't have to pay for a Carfax to be able can, to do that. Can you put this in English for me so that I Come on, someone in the chat. Someone in the chat tell me what the hell are you talking about? What's the blockchain? Also, we should I mean, put I, titles. I understand Vehicle a blockchain in football, but now what, remember, what? Ray, we talked about this whenever you go out and you you mine. Remember, you take your shovel and you go out and you mine. See, I'm getting, things. I'm getting some, I'm getting some positive comments. Anyway, whatever. Let's switch to no, interest I get rates. It. I think it's a good idea though, because it is a monopoly, right? I mean, Carfax is Carfax, and if we could put yeah, it exactly. out there, like a blockchain, which blows my, yeah. There's but... a blockchain in behind the stop sign. If I, if I think I see it there. So a blockchain is a digital. Thing? Now, all right, let's go. <laughs> two more chat messages, and then we're talking interest rates. Igor says here, back in the days, the biggest scam was adding life and disability insurance to the payment, and on Reynolds and Reynolds, it wouldn't show up until you print the bank contract, but never shown on the buyer's order. Yes, could happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. That's why we tell people to make sure the bottom line of the bank contract and the bottom line of the purchase order match. Yep. Yep. Yes. Right. Honda in Scottsdale, Arizona does not give actual price on new vehicles on the phone or online. You have to go in person for that. They uh, told me that due to the chip shortage, they have to increase. Yeah, we're hearing more and more of this, and that's just yeah, such BS. And, and, and that that is a red flag to not even bother to go to the dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, okay, I gotta take as another idea. Thank you, first last, for telling me it's a brilliant first idea. Last. You are now I my love, friend. I love first last name. Yeah. <laughs> another thing that should be on the blockchain are yeah. titles. Like there's no reason why titles shouldn't be digitized and on the blockchain. The only thing that's gonna hold us back from that is the states will never adopt that. It'll take forever. I'll explain this stuff offline. My other idea yes. is we need to we need to with more energy and effort. We have the dealership reviews channel on the YAA forum, join yaa.com slash community. Yes. We need yes. to do more. Like I'm thinking of setting up like a phone number that you could text with like a dealership name and just like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like, I don't know. I just want to start to <laughs> I want to find build it. I want to build it. I want to find the bad ones and the good ones and then help the good ones. Yes. No, anyway. I, that makes sense. It okay. does. I love right. it. Switching gears. Yes. See, see, see. Oh, right. you know what? Double O seven on the, on the blockchain. Yeah. yeah. Interest rates gang. Yeah. The federal reserve has informed us that the 
amount of interest we're going to make is going to go up. Yes. So what impact does that have on all of us as consumers? Let's talk autos. Let's talk in general. Kimberly, maybe you could speak to, I don't know, in times past when interest rates went up and what you experienced then. Okay. So here's what to watch out for in the finance office when interest rates begin going up, people. As a finance manager, if interest rates go up a quarter of a point, you know, it's it's not a huge effect to auto loans. It is a little bit, but let me tell you, finance managers love this. Why? Because whenever they hit you with a, I don't know, 4.9 or 5.9 interest rate, and then you go, whoa, that's not what I was expecting. I thought my interest rate would be a lot lower than that. It's the perfect opportunity for the finance manager to say, well, you know, interest rates are going up now. Yeah, the Fed just raised rates. You know that. Even so it becomes a, a leverage point. It's a leverage point. You guys don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. There is still buy rate. Use your terms. Always use your terms. Whether you get something from it or not, what you do is psychologically put the finance manager on guard. Oh, this person used that term buy rate. They know what they're talking about. I better be careful. So don't fall for the whole interest rate thing. I remember when six, seven, eight percent was a good deal for people. So yeah, they're going to go back up. Finance managers will use this against you, though. I remember when 16, 17, 18 percent was a good <laughs> <Yeah>. deal <laughs> on a yeah. car loan or a mortgage. One of the things that we're hearing is that some credit unions or the banks that you're going to go to that aren't through the dealership are locking in and, and giving you like a, a confirmation yeah. for a period of time on a rate because they know that people are factory ordering and it's taking time. So that's something if you're thinking about buying a car in the next three months, go try and lock in a rate right now rather than wait six more weeks for another rate increase uh, from the fed yeah i could i could tell you that at bmw and mini oftentimes they would let you lock in a rate on a car that was ordered uh they'd give you 90 or 120 days to lock in that rate for the ordered car to come in yep so. yeah now when a finance manager submits a deal for approval that's good for 30 days um an incentive yes. might be what ray just described and 29% of Frank's friendly used cars. That's a deal. Thank you for sharing that, Christopher. Thank you for sharing that. So, um, they, but now what's happening and what I'm seeing, uh, Ray and Zach, is that there are credit unions. There's two things I'd like to touch on here real quick. There yeah. are credit unions out there that are now um, uh, kind of making it so that they understand that people are waiting on cars. You, you, are, you don't walk in and you buy it off the lot anymore. They know this. And so I'm seeing specials where some credit unions are actually holding the rates for a longer period of time for you, which is really, really nice. And I, mm -hmm. I hope to see more and more incentives like that come out. I really do. So you kind of got to time it. Um, if, you're, if you know your vehicle's coming in in the next three weeks, get your financing in place and see if the bank will hold that rate for you. The next thing is the best way to find out What's the going interest rate out there? Because I just described getting hit by the finance manager at 4.9 and you're like, whoa, that's awful high. And the finance manager says, yeah, well, the rates are going up. The best way is to do a little bit of internet sleuthing before you go to the dealership and Google maybe 10 different um, credit unions in your area and in your state. Because many of them, not all, will publish new and used mm -hmm. interest rates. And that gives you, the consumer, an idea of what 
is reasonable and what is out there and then know your credit so that when you go into the dealership, you are prepared. Absolutely. Wait a second. Wait a second. What do you do? Wait a second. Is that what you do? Yes. Yes. There you have. Yes. 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 Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hit this really quick from Frazier. Would you get the best deal if you just purchase a car and put on your credit card if you have enough credit for that? Most Uh, dealerships will cap you out at what you can put on a card, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So, no, you're not going to. Yeah. If you could, that's a lot of points. And if you have a 0% interest rate on your 50,000 limit card, that'd be great. But no. Yeah. All right. I want to pull this up here from Matt. Coming back to the king. He said, I would invest in a token that tracks Carfax transactions. Biggest obstacle would be incentivizing stakeholders to input data. Hear me out here. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. A vehicle today, or let me ask the question, and I'll ask this to you first. Is a car with a Carfax, a clean Carfax, worth more than a car with a bad Carfax? Of course. Okay. So imagine a world where as someone who participates in supplying the information about their vehicle to this distributed network of of, of vehicle information, if they supply the information for theirs, then the vehicle be has, has more value. Like inherently, you would want to participate because it's essentially the same as having a good Carfax if you actually have your information on the blockchain about your vehicle. This gets really interesting because one of the things I'm passionate about we're going to do, take us years to get this, but... We're sooner rather than later, we're actually going to build the my garage piece piece of YAA. So when you buy a car, if you own a car, this is why we're doing stuff with vehicle valuations. We're playing around and we might get into the auto insurance space, like stay tuned. But when you put your car in your garage in YAA, we need to then figure out a really simple way for us to be able to track your maintenance, your service, your accidents, anything that goes on with your vehicle. Because then we could theoretically come to you someday and be like, cool, we actually made this into we put this on the blockchain for you and now when you go to sell it someone can see the full vehicle history of your vehicle that's been in your garage and then that puts the information all the information that right now exists in the service center database the service database that's run by whatever the service you know software is that cox automotive produces whatever data is in the parts department whatever data is in the sales that puts it all in the consumer's hand and that's a heck of a lot of information that you can then leverage to actually make a more informed decision we're going to be busy for a few years, is I guess what I'm trying to say. So, and yeah, Giovanni is excited about his mic rush. Thank you. That is the validation well, I, I needed. Well, yeah, and I'm excited for you too. It's just, um, I, I think I'm going to go I need to you to make break. more TikToks, damn it, okay? I'm yes, going to build the blockchain. Yes. You make the TikToks. Make there you the have it. Can we, do a, can we do a TikTok about blockchains? <laughs> Yeah, Larry, you're right. There's I there's there's hurdles here, man. I don't know the answers, but there you go. I'm thinking. But it can be done. I'm sure if Zach is behind it, it can be done. You're very Ooh, look kind, at that. Kimberly. We all have faith in Zach. Yeah, in you guys. Yeah, in the community. Yeah. yeah, in Zach we trust. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's pushing it too far, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. All right, gang. Well, why don't we call today? I appreciate both of your time. You got the five red flags plus a sixth one from my father for the FNI office. We obviously also have the five red flags on the sales side back on the YAA channel. Yes. We didn't touch on it here today, but go watch it on the YAA channel. What's going on at Toyota is scary to say the least. Their production cuts are huge. There was actually an update yeah. before the video even went out today. 80% of their factories are currently shut down. That's 80%? not good. 80%. It's 11 out of their 14 are shut down. In Japan. In Japan. Wow. Because of the... The earthquakes, the supply chain issues. I mean, just across the board. The wax, right? Yeah. Yes. I I mean, so 
the the punches just keep coming. Um, and it's it's honestly, I don't I don't feel I don't want to say I feel bad for these multi billion dollar corporations, but holy hell, those individuals that have to run that, they must be stressed out. I feel bad for consumers. I feel bad for consumers. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we didn't even touch on that. Watch the video on the YAA channel. But Kimberly pops. It's beautiful weather here on the East Coast. It's a Friday heading into the yeah. weekend. Yeah, you're you've, you're going to go it, roaming yeah, the fields. You're going fishing I, at the creek. Yeah, fishing I'm with getting the creek. my pole. I'm going fishing at the creek. It's right over there. Do you yeah. fish with the creek or at the creek or by the creek in the creek? By the creek. By the creek, yeah. yeah. You fish yeah. by the creek unless you get your canoe and you go, you know, cricking. Fish now, in the creek. Fishing in the creek and then cricking. Is whenever you take your your aluminum lawn chair and you set it out in the rapid the little ripples and that's cricken. Oh ear, no no no! Quicken is um, where you get no. the loans for your mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think I think somebody needs to put an end to all this, folks. Thanks yeah. for being here today. Uh, we'll be back again next Monday at noon with more news that you can use. And for those of you who can't get enough of Zach and Ray, we'll be back tomorrow night at seven on the YAA YouTube channel with Saturday Night Live from the Worldwide Headquarters. You get so loud. YAA in downtown Bethesda, Maryland. Well, where nothing will be going on. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks, Kimberly. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.